Welcome to the Essential Geopolitics podcast from Stratfor, a RAIN company. I'm Emily Donahue. In this podcast, the topic is relations between the United States and China. My guest, Matthew Bay, Senior Global Analyst. Matthew, welcome. Thank you. In the United States, as the date of the presidential election inches closer, much of the political conversation has been on domestic issues, such as the economy and the response to the pandemic and how candidates Biden and Trump would differ in their approach. But let's discuss how the election would affect U.S.-China relations. Would it change if Joe Biden were to become president? If Joe Biden were to become president, the United States would still take a very hard line against China. However, the way that um, a Biden administration would approach dealing with issues that the U.S. has concerns with about China um, would be fundamentally different from the way that the Trump administration has been doing that for the last four years. For example, um, the Trump administration has been very aggressive in doing things through unilateral action and not really um, trying to get as much of a significant, I guess, global alliance structure against China. Uh, while it has been paid lip service to some of the global organizations around that, it's some unilateral efforts with its tariffs, for example, on China and the trade war. Um, the U.S. is using the, its export controls to be very significant to go against um, the Chinese company Huawei. Um, and the United States under President Trump has also been willing to accept more, I guess, domestic damage, like paying for tariffs, for example, in order to achieve its, its China's policies. A, a Biden administration would try to be much more multilateral in its initiatives. So it would definitely work much more closer with, say, Canada, the European Union, Taiwan, um, Japan, and South Korea when trying to implement various elements of their China strategy. Alternatively, what would a second Trump administration try to focus on? A second Trump administration would largely be focused on many of the similar issues that it was focused on this time around. Um, for example, uh, the current phase one trade deal with between the U.S. and China it technically runs out at the end of next year. Um, we would expect a phase two negotiations or something like that to be something that the Trump administration prioritizes. Um, but that prioritization would probably be focused on trying to get China to buy a lot more U.S. goods like the first one did. Um, the Trump administration would also still go very heavily against China's tech sector um, to the point where we would start to see even more restrictions beyond Huawei when it comes to um, telecommunications and network and Internet companies. We could see, for example, the U.S. expanding beyond Huawei to include Alibaba. Um, we've already seen Tencent being targeted from that. We could see other Chinese uh, device makers um, also be targeted. So we would expect um, more of the same, but a much more aggressive tone. Um, the other thing to think about, though, is that Trump wouldn't necessarily be as encumbered um, to potential ramifications of, of, of uh, self-inflicted wounds when it comes to a second term when he's conducting his policy, because you wouldn't have to worry about essentially 2024 elections. Um, and this is something that could actually drive a wedge between the Republican Party and Trump um, over the course of the four years, um, particularly as the GOP starts to look at what the party really is going to be looking for post-Trump. Matthew, one of the things which was a self-inflicted wound was the way that agricultural tariffs backfired and ended up that the United States had to pay U.S. farmers so much money as a result. Would that be one of the self-inflicted wounds that you're talking about? Yeah, so it's going to be something that, that is around, um, you know, essentially adding pressure um, to domestic U.S. producers of various goods where um, other countries, particularly in this case, China, for example, is putting tariffs on U.S. goods or stopping buying them entirely. Um, this is not just something that Trump, the Trump administration has accepted as a, as a necessary consequence to achieve their end objectives um, with just China. It's also been something that's been happening with some of its other trade initiatives against, say, for example, the European Union, um, Canada, Mexico, et cetera, where 
Um, the Trump administration really does have uh, big goals in terms of what it wants to achieve with, it, with its trade policy in terms of, for example, having China buy a lot more U.S. goods. And it has willing has become willing to accept some of the pain in the process of getting that goal because it thinks that the end goal justifies the, the short term hit. So we learned in the last election that Russia certainly had a preference for the outcome. Does China has China indicated a preference for either outcome? Um, so there's been a lot of media speculation, and really the Trump administration has come out and flatly said at points that um, China does not want uh, President Trump to to win this election, and they would definitely um, prefer Biden. Now, um, there are probably elements of the Chinese government that are that would prefer both candidates. China really hasn't it hasn't and wouldn't really make an official statement about which one they would prefer. Um, a Trump administration would have its own drawbacks for China. It would mean that the U.S. would be more aggressive on trade issues, putting more tariffs on Chinese goods. That hurts the Chinese economy in the short term. The administration would probably be a little bit more aggressive against Chinese companies. So that also hurts them in the short term. But the Trump administration has, uh, you know, his unilateral efforts and, and its um, skepticism towards global organizations has not really has been something that's beneficial to China. For example, um, the, frankly, the challenging relationship now between South Korea and Japan over specific issues related to trade and technology is something that China can take advantage of. Um, a Biden administration would, would, would present different challenges. While in the short term, they wouldn't necessarily see the same amount of trade pressure from, China, um, from the United States in terms of tariffs, um, the Biden administration might be more effective in building a um, global campaign against China that could include more significant measures around export controls that are at the multilateral level. So really, there are, I guess, benefits to China from, from both candidates and also uh, drawbacks to both candidates. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you. Matthew Bay is Senior Global Analyst for Stratfor, a rain company. You can read more of his comprehensive intelligence and forecasting on the U.S.-China relationship and what happens next with a subscription to Stratfor Worldview. Check out the special price for podcast listeners at stratfor.com slash podcast offer. That's all one word, stratfor.com slash podcast offer. I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for listening. 